With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. What's going on, friends? Welcome back to Forward Progress, live here on the Forward Progress YouTube channel, part of the Hammer Betting Network and powered by Pinnacle Sportsbook. I'm producer Jason, your host here every Friday on the Forward Progress YouTube channel. Today, we're alongside Jack Miller from Establish the Run. You can find him on Twitter at Jack Miller. Uh, I believe it's a, it's a O2 at Jack Miller O2. That's what it is. Uh, and then also alongside today, Matthew Freeman from the Fantasy Life. You can find him on Twitter at Matt F. The Oracle. No John today. He's off babysitting some kids. Uh, I wish him all the best. Seems like it might be a little bit of a hectic day for him, but he did send in a uh, a play for us today. So what we're going to do is we're going to set a like goal. We're going to set a like goal of 40 likes today. And if we can cross through that, we'll get John's play, uh, his user submitted play live here on the show. But we're not going to get that play unless we cross that 40 like barrier. Guys, I usually like to start off this show by recapping the Thursday night football game. But if you watch that that Thursday night football game, like I, I don't know about you. I'm still recovering. I kind of want to forget about it. I want to pretend like that didn't exist. Seems like a waste of time for me to do that. I should have been like, hey, listen, I, I should have gone to my girlfriend and said, hey, like I'm taking the night off from football. This was the game to do it, and I blundered not doing that. So anyways, let's skip past the Thursday night football game. Let's get directly into our best bets tonight. And before we do that, quick reminder, quick reminder here, drop your plays in the chat. We'll be reading it throughout the show. And at the end, we have a little Q&A portion here. So. Uh, if you have any questions about plays, kind of on the fence about something, please drop those plays in the chat and we will get around to them towards the end of the show here. Let's lead off with one of the biggest games of the one o'clock slate here. We have the San Francisco 49ers going up against Jacksonville. Both teams coming off a bye. San Fran on the road. Three point favorites here uh, in Jacksonville. Total is set around a 45 and a half juiced towards the under. Still expecting a little bit of scoring here. Matt, you rarely do this but you're looking at a TD scorer in this game. So let's just go right into this. Who do you like in this spot? Score a TD. Yeah, uh, never. I never do this, but uh, I felt like branching out a little bit. And also when I was starting to look at the prop market yesterday, there weren't as uh, many lines live. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, I, I was maybe starting a little bit earlier. Books were posting a little bit later, whatever. So I started looking at the touchdown market and Christian McCaffrey caught my eye and uh you know, he's available, uh, you know, anywhere from like 175 on the low end to an outrageous, um, you know, so minus 175 on the low end to minus 286 on the high end. Uh, I have this priced around like minus 216. So I would like bet this to I don't know, like minus 200 or thereabouts. And again, like I hate betting props. There's, I think is almost no value in the touchdown market. But I think there is value here with McCaffrey. Um, he's like on the verge of making touchdown history. He's tied for the NFL record with a touchdown in 17 consecutive games. That's including the playoffs. 22 games with the 49ers since the uh, midseason trade last year. In those 22 games, 26 touchdowns. In all but three games has he scored a touchdown. That's 86.4% of his games scoring a touchdown. Like he hasn't, like the last time 
he didn't score a touchdown was week 12 last year. Like it's almost a full calendar year since this guy didn't get into the end zone when he's on the field. And, you know, given that um, he could have sole possession of the consecutive record with uh, a touchdown here, I think the 49ers will kind of be incentivized to do it. And it's not like they really even need to be incentivized for McCaffrey to have a decent shot of finding the end zone anyway. Uh, he leads the league with 35 carries inside the red zone, six targets inside the 20 yard line. Uh, at minus 185, which is where I bet it, this has a 64.9% implied probability. I have the true odds at like 68.4%. So like not a massive edge, but enough of an edge to make me bet it. So uh, I mean, it feels as chalky as this could be. Where like someone who knows nothing about betting could basically just each week this year be like, oh, you know what? I like Christian McCaffrey. I bet he scores a touchdown this week. And that person would be so much more profitable than like 99% of other betters. So like this has been really chalky, but uh, whatever. I actually think there's value here this week. Yeah, uh, at the minus, there's minus 175 on the board right now. Another minus 188. I'm going to go with the minus 188. But of course, if you're listening, you should probably go and hit that minus 175. Just want to make sure that we get a widely available number here. And this other uh, sports book uh, usually has some pretty good limits on props here. So I'm going to track that for a full unit to win. Excuse me, a full unit. Christian McCaffrey, uh, one touchdown, minus 188. You're going to lock that in. And also on top of that, uh, I just want to quickly touch touch on this here. San Francisco is, I think, that has this, yeah, has the most explosive play rate in the NFL, or their second in explosive play rate in the NFL. And then explosive play rate allowed, the Jaguars are first. So I mean, Christian McCaffrey, a guy who's known for to make these explosive plays, and like you said, there, uh, they they seem to be potentially incentivized to give Christian McCaffrey the ball. So let's lock that in. A reminder: you can find all of our plays tracked. On the Forward Progress HQ bet stamp account, just look right above my head here. Type in FWD Progress HQ. You can find all of our plays tracked live here. Uh, up next, we have the three and five Bucks facing off against the three and five Tennessee Titans. Tampa Bay one point favorite at home, uh, and the running trend of this show last two, last excuse me the last two of three weeks it's Jack Miller versus Kate on. Uh, Jack, three weeks ago, we cashed the under 12 and a half longest reception by the hook. Got 12, uh, 12 reception yards on that. Uh, excuse me, 12 reception yards was his longest. Uh, and then this past week, we got got kind of cooked. We got the extra yard. We got the 13 and a half, but he did have that big explosive play for 25 yards here. Jack, you, you told me you like the Tampa Bay and Tennessee games for your prop this week. Are you going back to KDOT? Uh, we are going back to KDOT, and it's just going to be the exact same play. We lost it last week, but I think the process uh, is, is there. His target share has been up a little bit lately, but now he's going from the playing the Texans who allow the sixth most yards to tight ends to the Titans who allow the eighth fewest. His average depth of target is still 6.3. He's not an explosive downfield uh, receiver. So, I mean, it, it really is just kind of the same logic. We've bumped his target share in our projections uh, to account for the fact that, you know, he's seen more targets the past mm -hmm. few weeks um, and we still show some value on the under 13 and a half longest. So, uh, yeah. So the under 13 and a half longest reception seems like you can get the minus 105 widely available here. Tons of sites listing that 105. Going to lock that in for a full unit. Cade Otten under 13 and a half longest receptions minus 105 here. And uh, before we get into our next prop, just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor over at Pinnacle. Pinnacle is the world's sharpest sports book. Offering competitive odds for 25 years. We love to preach line shopping on this channel and with everyday competitive odds. Pinnacle should be one of your available outs. Sometimes they have some pretty good prices on these props here, and sometimes they're the best number uh, 
usually available. So make sure you have Pinnacle as one of your available sportsbook. If you're looking to support the show, make sure you use code HAMMER when signing up to Pinnacle. That is code HAMMER, H-A-M-M-E-R, when signing up to Pinnacle, your trusted sportsbook for 25 years. Bet smart, bet Pinnacle, must be 19 plus in Ontario. Please play responsibly and not available in the U.S. Guys, let's flip on over to the 4 p.m. slate. We've got the Washington Commanders coming into Seattle to face the, the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks, six-point favorites at home here. Geno Smith has been looking a little bit more like the second-half Geno Smith we saw last year than like the one we saw in the first half here. Matt, you're looking at a player on the Seattle Seahawks to go under in the passing game. Who do you like here and why? Yeah, Noah Fant under 20 and a half receiving yards. That's where I bet it. Uh, it's 17 and a half now. I still think there's value there uh, at Fantasy Life in our official projections. We have him at 12.9. Um, I am like personally a little bit higher than that, but I feel like I'm too high. Uh, he has a 13.3 yards per target mark this year, which is like an outlier mark that's incredibly high and bound to regress. His career mark is eight yards per target. Uh, and so I think like my personal projection is probably a little too skewed by the 13.3 yards per target he has this year. Uh, but you look at what he's done recently. The past four games since the week five by. He has just a 5% target share, 4% share of the air yards on the team. Like that is almost nothing. Like he is incredibly unimportant in this offense at this point. Like to put it into perspective, like the number two tight end, Colby Parkinson, actually has more targets and more air yards over the past four games. Number four wide receiver, Jake Bobo who like sounds like a made-up name from like King Griffey Jr. baseball in the 90s, uh, he has more targets and more air yards over the past four games. Like Noah Fant, like he's, I think, actually a really talented player, but within this offense, he's just been conscripted to such a small role, like a, a trivial role, that uh, this number is just way too high. So 17 and a half, I would still take the under at that, given we have the projection at 12.9. Yeah, and the 17 and a half here, it's uh, widely available minus 110 here. Going to lock that in. And like you mentioned there, the snap share, I mean, splitting up those those tight end snaps with the uh, Will Disley and, and Colby Parkinson. Air yards aren't there. I don't, I don't know how. Has it always been this high? Like Maybe it's a Washington Commanders thing. I don't know what it is, but uh, I'm definitely playing that one once we're off the show here uh let's move on to the next game before we do want to give a quick reminder guys if you want to hear that play from john we're going to need to get those likes up a little bit more so please smash that like button not only does it help us but it's going to help you as we're going to give out one of john's little uh plays that he sent in to us remotely here but we're not going to give it out until we hit 40 likes so you guys got to smash the like button um anyways let's move on here uh sticking with this four o'clock slate uh let's take a look at the detroit uh, Lions heading over to the Los Angeles Chargers. Detroit on the road, two-point favorites against the Chargers. Uh, Chargers seem like they're not really able to put anything together at all, ever. I don't know what the heck is the issue with this team, but they are just just something wrong. There's something fundamentally broken about them. But regardless of that, this looks to be probably the most fun game on the entire slate. Definitely going to be the most watched 4 o'clock game on this slate. Jack knew that ahead of time. So he said, you know what? Let's give the audience some fun here. Everyone's going to be watching this game. Let's give them something to root for here. Jack, you want to sweat and sweat out an under during this game. Who do you got and why? Yeah, I mean, if, this one's not the most thrilling if you're looking for, for something to sweat the entire game. But we're going to stick with the longest reception unders and go with Donald Parham under uh, 11.5 longest reception. 
He's Gerald Everett is healthy. Uh, Parham ran her out on 39% of dropbacks, 38% of dropbacks last week. But the big thing for me is where those dropbacks come. He's six foot eight, and a lot of those dropbacks come in the or a lot of those routes come in the red zone. Um, eight of his 21 targets this year are within 11 yards of the opponent's end zone. So those are targets where he he literally has zero percent chance to go over 11 and a half yards on a single reception. Um, and so I think that. He's primarily used in the red zone. His A dot is around eight. So even if he does catch a pass outside of the red zone, um, it, we, he needs some yak to get there. So I, I like under 11 and a half uh, longest on Donald, Donald Parham. Yeah. And th- this, this past game has seem, seemingly been like almost dysfunctional since Mike Williams has uh, been injured here. Uh, also the Detroit Lions, I believe they're ninth in EPA per pass allowed uh, against opposing teams here. So it's going to be tough. For the Chargers, and like you said, the usage of Donald Parham just doesn't line up with this 11 and a half uh, longest reception total here. So we're going to take the under 11 and a half longest reception minus 110, tracking that on our bet stamp page. Uh, guys, don't forget to drop comments in the comment section if you have any plays. I already see one. We're going to get around towards it towards the end of the show here. But if you have anything you're on the fence about, please feel free to drop it in the comments on the side here. And while you do that, smash the like button. It takes two seconds. All right. Uh, gonna go for our last play of the day here from Matt. Going back to the well, we're heading over to the New York Jets against the Las Vegas Raiders game at uh, that prime time slot on Sunday. Very icky, very yucky game here. Uh, Matt, giving us a reason to watch the game. I appreciate that. Who do you like here and why? Yeah, I kind of can't believe they didn't flex this out uh, when they it's had crazy. the opportunity to do so. But you know, uh, this has been a disgusting season. Like I was doing some research and I mean, like we are three points in just three years off of the high of 2020, where I think the high was like 20, 24.8 points per games in that vicinity. And we are now at, I think like 21.6 points per game, like per team. It's just unreal to lose a point a year from everything so like yeah it feels right actually to have a disgusting game in a primetime spot in what has been a disgusting season uh and speaking of disgusting i had Brees hall last week uh over 17 and a half receiving yards and it definitely did not get there um i feel like i i feel like it was the right side you know and i feel like the sports book has basically indicated that it's the right side by continuing to move his number up even though he didn't hit the prop last week uh last week he had four targets um, you know, given that he entered the game with seven yards per target, it feels like that was a pretty good chance for him to hit the over 17 and a half. It just did not get there. Um, we got unlucky, I would say, in multiple ways. One was that he had a 20 yard reception that was called back on a hold. Uh, and then the team really got into a hole. And so they pulled him for the last drive. And then number two running back, Michael Carter, got six targets on that last drive. Just like absolute, absolute run bad. Uh, I don't think we're going to have uh, that type of setup this week where we see him miss out on targets that go to the backup running back. Just, you know, it should be a closer game Uh, in week five, the jets, I'll just say, even if it's not a closer game, I kind of don't think it matters. I still think we have a good chance of him getting there, but in week five, that was where, when the jets really started to give hall more usage, like weeks one through four, that was just letting him work his way back into game shape, you know, returning from the injury last year. But in the four games since week five, we've really seen him be the lead back and have a pretty significant role in the passing game. And this information is from the free utilization report report we have at Fantasy Life, 
46% route rate, 15% target share target share 25 percent target rate for a running back those are pretty good numbers and he's leveraged that over the past four games into 21 targets and 157 yards receiving and like so that's almost 40 yards per game and you look at his prop right now and it's not even 20 receiving yards like that's that's kind of unreal uh and so given the recent production uh i think that this is a really good bet and i'll say if we look at where this number was in week five, when his production really started to ramp up, it was at 15 and a half. And now it's moved up to only 18 and a half. Like we are still priced much closer to his floor than his ceiling. So I think there's still value on Brees Hall at 18 and a half, even though we didn't get home there last week. And I'll say, I would bet this up to like 21 and a half, 22 and a half. I have this projected just a little under 26. Yeah, and when I was watching that game live, like you mentioned, the, the penalty plus the, the the Michael Carter stuff at the end, he literally caught four passes for like 24 yards. At the very end, last drive, I was like ripping my hair out because this is like the third week in a row, Matt, where I, I'm not trying to like rub salt on the wound here, but you've had some incredibly bad yeah. beats on the show. It's crazy. Um, I'm, I'm it, aware. I, I'm aware. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the nature of the game going back all the way to Gus Edwards under a half receiving yards. Oh, my God. I'm Anyways, uh, I, I can go on and on about the bad beats on this show. Um, Milf Hunter in the chat saying, Ben, cover two in reference to how poorly offense has been lately. Joey Grabiel, we appreciate you. I see that. We appreciate you. Uh, and then Danny Sue, we appreciate you coming out and watching this, even though you're down under, I assume, in Australia. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Smash that like button. Hit that subscribe button. It helps support the show. Let's get towards the listener questions here. Let's try and I'm trying to buy you guys a little bit of time so you can get those likes up so we can get to John's uh john's uh prop here uh josh from last week he's back he asked about t higgins over the week before those hit uh he's looking for another buy low he seems to be the buy low guy in the chat uh let's start with you matt so he's looking at zay flowers over 42 and a half plus 109 here he says he seems to like zay flowers seems to be losing snaps but that number seems low, and I, I'm assuming based off the last two weeks where the Ravens were kind of blowing out both their teams, you're not really going to see that passing game usage that much for Zay Flowers here. But are Matt, are you kind of liking or buying Zay Flowers on this low here of over 42.5 plus 109? Yeah, I have this projected at 48.1, uh, and so I feel like there's probably some good value there. And looking at what he has done this year, um, he has gone over this number in every game except for the last two. Uh, and I feel like this is probably the bounce back spot in his prop number of, uh, 41 and a half, 42 It's actually 41 and a half at some books. So obviously, mm -hmm. you know, be sure to shop around, but like, this is the lowest number that he has had since week one when it was 39.5. So like, yeah, this is actually like the buy low spot, both in terms of where the market is pricing him and his recent production. I would expect a bounce back in the spot because like he's still pretty cleanly the number one wide receiver in that offense. Yeah, and I wonder if that maybe has to do with his average depth of target. You know, he gets schemed up a lot for these kind of screen passes, screen plays here. So maybe that might affect his average depth of target. And that might be affecting his line overall in total here. Uh, so, Jack, what are your thoughts in general about uh, Zay Flowers here? Are you kind of in agreement with Matt on the over 41 and a half at minus 110 being kind of a play? 
Yeah, we have his projection basically right where Matt does. We have 48.7, but the median, I think, would probably be four or five yards lower than that, mm-hmm. um, which which I think it's pretty tight. And then, the D, I mean, the matchup against the Browns is also pretty brutal. So I, I do think it's a low number for Flowers, but I think given the matchup, um, you know, any mean median difference on whatever you project and the, the low depth of target, I probably won't play it but if i were to pick a side it would be the over all right i see one more in the chat here from fry's gonna get to it but in a second guys listen all i'm gonna ask for is three more likes then we'll give out john's play towards the end here so that's it just three more likes from the from the chat that's all we need guys that's all we're gonna ask for uh three more likes here and you're gonna get this play let's hop over to fry's question here same team uh same receiving core same game uh fry's seems to kind of want to go opposite of joshua here uh he's looking at bateman Bateman over 18 and a half receiving yards. Last week, he got five targets, according to Fries here. Uh, Fries, if you can drop a, a number beside that play, that helps a lot. I'm going to just try and buy some time here. Yeah, okay. I found Rashad Bateman, 18 and a half receiving yards. You can find his over at minus one, 116. Oh, there's a minus one. There's, excuse me. There's a plus 109 over at Pinnacle. That's the best price on the market. If that's not a great Pinnacle ad, I don't know what is. But Jack, any thoughts here? on uh bateman hitting his over of 18 and a half receiving yards uh do you see this team using him at all he's kind of been banged up throughout the year what are your thoughts on this in general yeah he's been banged up but they've talked up uh getting him more involved he is 59 percent route participation in week nine was his second highest of the season and his route participation has risen in, in three straight weeks we have um wait i just said it oh we have 26 for him um, the, the median versus mean difference is bigger, wider on the lower projected guys. So I don't know exactly what Bateman's median would be. It's probably another spot where this one, I think I might like a little bit more than flowers, even just mm-hmm. since it's a lower number and they're talking up getting him more involved. Um, but I would have to look more into it to know if it's an actual player, just kind of more of like a, a lean. Matt, all right, we got a, a lean here from Jack on the over 18 and a half. Remember, you can find a plus 109, which is actually very off market uh, over on Pinnacle. So if you don't have Pinnacle and you're looking to sign up for Pinnacle, use code Hammer. Uh, Matt, are, you, are what are your thoughts on this Bateman over 18 and a half? Let's, let's, get, let's look at the minus 110, which is widely available in market here. What are your thoughts on that play? Yeah, I mean, at the plus 109, that probably is tempting enough. Uh, mm-hmm. With minus 110, um, you know, much less attractive, uh, I have this projected at like 24.6. So, you know, pretty in line with the number that Jack put out there. And um, it is, I think, notable that we have seen his production and usage go up over the past three weeks. So, and what's weird is that like his number, his prop number has actually gone down over that time. Like it was 21 and a half in week eight. 20 and a half last week and now it's 18 and a half and like that feels a little bit weird given that his usage has actually gone up now granted like some of this is matchup dependent a tough Mm -hmm. matchup against the browns but still like he's out there and he's had 36 34 and 28 yards in the past three games so like i lean towards the over but like it's not quite it's it's not quite a bet for me the plus 109 it is yeah. Okay. And yeah, like you said, Rashad Bateman trending up in the snap shares here could be uh, a matchup kind of thing. 
Uh, listen, we got, we got, we p- smashed through the light goal. Milf Hunter has another question uh, for here. We're going to get around to that. Uh, but first, let's give out what John kind of submitted to us here. John was taking a look at the Tampa Bay and Tennessee game. Uh, he thinks that Tennessee has a bit of a, excuse me, Tampa Bay has a bit of a pass funnel defense. So we are going to head towards uh, taking a look at DeAndre Hopkins and we're going to take his over on receiving yards. You can find this number widely available. The over 74 and a half is available at plus 165 here. So we're going to go with DeAndre Hopkins over 74 and a half plus 165. We're going to lock that in for a half unit guys. Thank you for smashing that like button. We really appreciate it. So a reminder, we're going to go for DeAndre Hopkins receiving yards. We're going to take the alt line. We're going to hit the over of the 74 and a half receiving yards at plus 165 as a result of this porous and pass funnel D on the Tampa Bay side of things. Let's get to the last question before we get out of here from Milf Hunter. Thoughts on Jordan Love, 13 and a half rushing yards. I'm gonna, guys, rem- reminder, if you're going to drop plays in the chat, it does me a big help if you can just add the price as well. We're very price sensitive on the show. The price matters, as you just heard with Matt talking about uh, that uh, Bateman price here. Uh, but Jordan Love over 13 and a half rushing yards. Uh, Milf Hunter says, we wish he was getting more design runs, but he's good for one big scramble almost every game. Has generally had low rushing totals. Matt, I'm going to pull up the Jordan Love rushing yard total here in a second. It's four. I see 14 and a half widely available right now. There's a 12 and a half on the board. Uh, probably if you're looking towards it, you probably want to take that, but 14 and a half minus 111 here, widely available. Matt, what are your thoughts on uh, the, the Jordan Love over rushing yards? I mean, I would lean to the over. I have it projected at 17 and a half. Uh, in general, the the pocket passing quarterbacks, like we've talked about this on the show before, the pocket mm-hmm. passing quarterbacks who still have decent mobility, I think the market has just been routinely a little low on these guys this year. But like the difference between, you know, whether it's 13 and a half, 14 and a half, and then the 17 and a half where I have it, that's probably not enough to really entice me to bet this but i i would lean towards the over like he is he is younger he does have the mobility um yeah but it's not it's not like a strong a strong lean for me yeah not not something that's screaming out to you here i i completely agree with that jack any uh any thoughts on that are you uh gonna go opposite matt here or are you kind of in agreement? yeah i think it's a, a no play we have 16 projected which i, I think is too tight too the line for uh for me to be interested either direction okay all right well that just about does it for us guys we appreciate you tuning in appreciate you guys smashing in the like button we appreciate your interaction in the chat we love doing this it makes the show better when you guys are, are communicating the chat it's a two-way street here right we're not just here to give up plays we're here to kind of interact with the audience as well and, and hear what you guys have to say about these props here quick reminder before we head out guys every sunday live on the forward progress hq youtube channel you can catch raw pizzola live at 11 p.m eastern he will be live for the pizza buffet uh and he will go through the entire nfl board giving out his favorite picks that are still available right up before game time so if you're looking for some bets on sunday you don't have any bets first of all what are you doing subscribe to this channel check out our wednesday best bet shows rewind and, and check out this show uh because we got a ton of bets for you here but if you're in that situation make sure you check that out uh live here on the forward progress hq channel at 11 p.m or excuse me 11 a.m eastern and then live at 8 p.m eastern 
We will be going through uh, week 10 with Rob Pizzola and Clive Bigsby. We'll be taking a look at the week 11 opening lines, trying to get you guys some good CLV. This past week, I know we did a great job. We got San Fran at the two and a half. We got the Detroit Lions at the minus one here. Got some good CLV for you guys. So make sure if you're looking to bet and kind of be prepared for the next week of football, it's a must watch show. So that just about does it for us, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. Smash the like button on the way out for myself, for Jack, for Matt. This has been Forward Progress, powered by Pinnacle on the Hammer Betting Network. Guys, good luck on your bets this weekend. We'll catch you guys later.